Welcome to Coaching Uncut, a special series on the Unstoppable Woman podcast, where I take you behind the scenes and give you a peek into the private coaching I do with my clients. All of these coaching calls have been recorded with the permission from my clients who have generously allowed me to share these with you as a way of helping more people in this world. They give you access to master level coaching and the opportunity to learn the lessons that they're learning right along with them. Please keep in mind that these recordings are not studio productions and the audio quality may be less than ideal, but the content will take you far and help you become unstoppable. With that, listen in and learn. Hello, good morning. How are you? Good. I am doing much better than I have for the last like week. So life is good. You know? Okay, tell me all about it. Oh, I had a realization, a perceptional realization in the midst of my spiraling I was having over the last couple of days. Two things. Number one is um, I realized I was feeling being pulled back by my team instead of promoted, uh, pushed forward for advancement with my team. And then in the midst of me feeling that, then I reassessed a bugaboo that was put in my ear. And actually yesterday when I was, you know, chatting with, we were, cause I was trying to get help. Her and I were walking through the weirdness I'm having going on. One of the things was, re-emphasized a second time that I was always thinking, I was already thinking about it. It was interesting that she stated it, and that was, um, do I bring people on my team expecting them to fail? Mm-hmm. And um, I would like to say no, but I will say that the moment I start seeing a repeated pattern of something that someone else has done or something I think that is overly basic, mm-hmm. I... I'm done. I don't know how best to describe it, which yeah. then makes me think, well, then obviously I am not focusing on the person as an individual. I'm focusing them on a, as a commodity that if I see this, okay, you're, you're bad fruit. You get goodbye, <laughs> you know? Well, and I think truth and not truth to that. Okay. Okay. There's truth and not truth to that. So, I believe in, in hire fast, fire fast, with caveat, yes. okay, with caveat. So the caveat is some positions require that they need to learn more of what's going on in your business to be successful. That would be a position like a director of operations or director of marketing, right, a CMO. They need some time to get the overview of the company before they can really be able to make good judgments for you. There's a a certain amount of context required. Then there are positions that are like admin task-oriented positions. And for those, you have to look at whether people are able to follow directions and how quickly, and whether they, they are seeking out the proper places to know where the information that they they already have is, right? Like if you have a playbook or a manual or, a, you know, a, some reference material, are they going there first? Are they self-managing that way? 
And are they uh-huh. asking questions that help you understand that they're actually thinking something through, but they just don't have the information. They want to do the right thing, but they don't have the information. So exactly. I would say categories, uh, categories of people. Within those and, categories of people, if, uh-huh. if, if people are not, if you're getting red flags early, pay attention to that. But I don't know that this is, I think there's two things going on. One, you might have you expecting people to fail. I get that. Okay. That might be a track record for you. However, uh-huh. the answer is to hire better people. Okay. That means probably paying more. That means changing something in your interviewing process. Which hire is two things helper. that I've done different. Okay. Good. But that the expecting people to fail goes away when you hire great teams. When you have the experience of someone coming on board who is ready for the position, okay, and that you're not having to coach up. They're actually already primed and ready for the position. Does that make sense? Yes. If, it if does. someone it, is yes. Yeah. If someone is struggling not with the information, but like you just know that their their judgment level is not at the right level for the position, then you haven't hired well. And that's where I met with mm-hmm. one person that I had that started last week. I've been trying to work with him. My lit ops manager's like, he's not picking up. He's asking unnecessary questions of focus or et cetera. So I started working with him on Friday, worked with him. He came in for a couple what hours on Saturday. Okay. A paralegal position, government benefits paralegal. And so is, is this in part high level? Like a paralegal is kind of in between those two categories. It's both we need you to be a thinker on your own, right? Yeah. Be able to think on your own. And it's a follow the task it's, action. Exactly. And communicate. Um, because what ended up happening yesterday, because I've been frustrated with, you know, team. So I've been, you know, trying to, when I'm frustrated, I try to, stay away because I know I don't want to display the frustration to the negativity of productivity and culture. So yesterday I was doing training with this gentleman and he had shot me an email because I'd given him some takeaways to do. And he's like, hey, the templates you told me to draft, can I send them out? And of course I replied back to him. Those that I emailed approval, go right ahead. Those that I emailed to reference another one of your other templates, because you make those changes, it's approved to go out. So then, like 15 minutes later, I see that he sends out an email with the improper, like his original verbiage that had errors all in yeah. it. So I immediately yeah. walk over to him and I go, hey, I, what's going on here? I sat down and told you... and that's not the format that was approved in the email. And then he goes, well, I never got an email from you. Well, then why did you send this out? And then, of course, he starts focusing on, well, your ex is wrong, and this program's not working, and it's not my fault. And I go, look, we'll address the programming. I go, but my biggest concern I have right now is you asked me a question in an email. I responded back with the condition proceeding before mailing out. You still sent it out, and now you're telling me that you never got the email, which was a consistent condition precedent. Why did you not reach out to me to ask questions? 
oh, well, I just thought your email was confusing. Okay, so it's confusing. Why didn't you email? Why didn't you come see me? Well, your door was closed. You were in meetings all yesterday. Okay, fine. You saw I promptly responded to your email. Why did you not respond back via email? Well, you were in meetings. Okay, why didn't you hold off to send that email because it wasn't a 911? Well, you know, this is all your fault because you sent a confusing email and your system doesn't work. Well, I've now concluded I'm going to work with him again today because I know I was, I got to the point of frustration in trying to, because I'm talking to him like, this is actually, this event that you've had with the program, it is great that you had it within your first week and a half of employment because if this happened later on, it would be communications that actually could have had a much more dire effect than the introduction email. I go, so while it's always frustrating when we have an error, it's actually good that you had it right now. And he's like, it, all he kept doing is, this wasn't my error. This is your system and your training. Trust people when they show you who they are. He's yes. way too defended, and he's not coachable, not teachable. He doesn't take in, input. So he's gone. No. Okay? And that's not yeah. a flip, we treat people with insensitivity, but... The learning here is you need to be triangulating these kinds of soft skills in the inter in, in making them part of your interview process. Okay, so how would you determine the up level for you is how would you determine in the interview process if someone was coachable, if someone took direction well, took input well? Because we all need input, we all need to up level. Are you available for that? And the way I would do that is, do you have a process for that already, or would you like to hear how I would well, go about I'll that? I'll tell you how I, how I was historically doing it. I'm okay. like, I always make the comments on the online, so I believe we learn more from our, our difficulties than we do from our successes. Explain to me in one of your prior positions where you had a difficulty or an error or an oops, describe the oops to me and then express to me what you learned from it and how you changed your methodology to prevent that from repeating. That's what I ask in the interview process and I ask for a real example. And if they can't give me a real example, then I know if a person believes they've never made a mistake, then I know that there's issue there. And usually on how they reply. And of course, you know, the reply that I got back from him, both um, my lit ops manager in one perspective, and then when I did a lunch interview with him where I brought out mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. another, a different perspective and him asking basically the same question. I mean, the explanation that we got back, it seemed to show, you know, an issue identified, a change in understanding and procedure, which then led to a um, a better work product environment and productivity. So the lesson there is that's not the right question. Okay? Yeah, that's not that's not the right evaluation because people have revisionist history. They spin a good story uh-huh. and they have revisionist history. So that that doesn't work. What I think would be better for you would be to give the person an actual task, and I'll give you two options for this. One is a small task that they do, and you're looking Mm -hmm. for level of detail, and you're looking for how they went about doing it, and their process. 
and then you're going to give them feedback on it in a Zoom call so that you can see their expression on their face, okay? Okay. And you're going to see how they react. Yes. And this is different than, this is real life rather than. This is a real example than their their storytelling yes, of the event. So, correct. Yes, this, this makes the heart grow fonder even when it comes to events. That's actually a good point. What I have a question so, for you on is mm-hmm. do you do something like this? Because uh, I do a practical, but this isn't part of – I do a, a practical of skills, and I'm realizing in my practical I need to add in a a practical of learning and application. Mm-hmm. Do you do yeah. a – learning an application in your pra- the practical part of your interview process. And I'm, I know we're different fields, but I'm curious, what do, you, what do you do? So I've done different things in, at different times. So, and I'm evolving it as well, okay? So what I have done in the past, and dep- it depends on the position. Each position is different, okay? is that I give them a short task to do. How would you approach this? What did you do? Da, 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 da. But like for, and we do different ones for different, different people. First, say, uh, Director of Marketing, in the past I've given them a website, you know, a landing page that we've created and said, what would you do differently here? what works, what doesn't work, and have them record a loom on that. That's not a long task. That's a short task for uh, that position. And then I listen to the loom and I hear how they think, and you could use that same loom to identify, and you could use that same loom and go back and have a conversation with the person in Zoom and see how they respond to the feedback, okay? That would work. What I'm moving towards for for a higher level position is to give people a 10-hour task. This is the short list of people. This is like I'm I'm deciding between my top two or three candidates. Uh I'm at that phase. So this is not for initial interview. And I asked them to do a 10-hour project. So it's significant. And I asked them if they want to get paid for it. Most people will say no, but some people will say yes, and that's perfectly fine. And you ask them how much they would like to get paid for it. And I wouldn't pay more than $50 an hour, okay? That would be $1,500. So it's not insignificant, but well worth it if you have a final candidate and it's a high-level position. And you're actually giving them a thing that needs to get done in your business. So you're seeing how they approach the whole thing and what kind of work product they produce. This is good for chief operating officer, CMO, director of marketing, even a project manager position, okay? Could even be for an office manager, okay, depending on what you're having them do. 
but you want to see how they work. And wouldn't you rather see it up front and spend $1,500 than oh, 100%. the time, right? The time, money, effort, internal team resources it takes to onboard them, you know, hire them, onboard them, fire them if you need to, right? All of that. And this is where exactly. a certain amount of patience and belief comes in and self-worth. So I think where I've gotten in trouble in the past is feeling like I'm desperate, that's, that's fear, that's scarcity, and I just uh-huh. need to freaking hire someone now, right? And then you go into, I'm going to compromise on all these things. And that's not a good hiring decision. Don't do that. Okay? I agree. I agree. Understand, um, I am right now, you know, always be hiring so I was already thinking that he wasn't going to be working out combined with I know that my EP paralegal is actively interviewing um, so I was already I've got it like a have a this is now going to be a third interview that's now face to face with a candidate tomorrow and my whole thought is <laughs> it's not the end of the world if the gentleman that started that doesn't work out like I said it I know that I was very frustrated. I usually don't get as frustrated as I got with him yesterday to the point that I'm like, look, I'm stepping out of your office because we're not communicating right now. Yeah. And I don't want to, yeah. So note that, okay? That's very important. Note that. Note, but don't note like, I'm just, this guy, this guy is irritating. No, I don't like defensiveness. I don't like yeah. unwillingness to learn. I don't like, right, like, get very specific about what that represented. Yes. Okay. Good stuff. I appreciate you as always. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, I'll talk okay. to you soon. Take care. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed this episode of Coaching Uncut. Let us know in the comments what you learned and how you can apply it to your own life and business. We absolutely love hearing from you. And we also love receiving your feedback. So thank you in advance for your likes and reviews. They really help us connect with more women who need this information to help them scale. So much appreciated for that and taking the time to do that. Now, if it's go time for you and you're ready to scale your life and your business, then I want to offer you up something. I want to offer you access to our Be Unstoppable Facebook group. We drop daily and weekly resources in this free group that show you exactly how to scale, what you need to be doing differently. So if you want access to that group and it's go time for you, go to theunstoppablewoman.com slash Facebook group and that will redirect you there. So theunstoppablewoman.com slash Facebook group, no spaces, and start by getting your copy of the scale plan, which lives there and it's totally free. So go do that now and then tune in to the next episode and continue to be unstoppable.